Can I bring you back? All right, did anyone have a childhood memory that they want to share with the group? That's not too embarrassing. <laughs> you never know. Anyone? You want to go? Yeah, go for it. You want to go? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I won't suck on it. <laughs> um, I was telling mom, my family, when we would sometimes go to a Twins game at the Metrodome, rest in peace, um, there was one memory of going and like some cousins were along and then the four or five of, of the kids in my family, it was raining and you know, you have to park a long ways away. It was this giant like plastic, like, sheet of plastic and my tall cousin was the head, like, I don't know, had his head poked out, was leading us out. We were just all like a big giraffe under the plastic walking to the Twins game. That was my fun memory. <laughs> I think we really are. So like my childhood home, we lived in this house for one year. Um, it was always my childhood home, but like one of them. I remember it just being massive. And then I went back to visit like 10, 10 years later and I thought, this place, we're talking about Jesus, that's something we do at this church because we think that he just lived the best life and we want to emulate that life. We want to learn more about him. Um, and Jesus had certain things that he did or paid attention to, and he invites his, the people to, that follow him to do the same. So we're kind of trying to say, what are those things that Jesus did or said that wanted, he wanted us to look at that he, people in his time was children? And children have a way of seeing things differently. And so that's one of the things we're, we're going to talk about. That's one of the things. And they just sort of view things, uh, have, have a different perspective, you could say. And it reminds me of in Matthew 5, in the Beatitudes, when are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And last uh, Sunday, we even had a child dedication where we try to say, wow, God, you created these kids to belong to your kingdom since they were born. And we want to emulate. We want to focus on kids as well. But how do we do that as mom of three? Normally, you'd see the, the three kids kind of hanging off of me, um, but they are all at home with dad. And um, our four-year-old right now kind of says the darndest things. And I thought, it, I didn't get permission, but they're, they're, they're people things that, that he said. So um, we were listening, four-year-olds are, and um, he just says out of the blue, he says, you know, I really like dwarves because they're almost like babies. I was like, okay. And then I realized we were listening to Snow White and the Dwarves. So I was like, okay. Um, then uh, within the same car ride, he said, um, you know, Mom, I really like chicken. I said, really? Why? He said, because then I could eat bugs. I was like, yeah, I guess you could. <laughs> you could eat bugs now, I think. But um, Rosie's our six-year-old, and... Uh, we were going around doing like a questions that, you know, get kind of the funny responses. And I all of them, right? Uh, and I just love that. And I think kids have a way of showing us a different perspective. And this scripture that we're going to look at um, is found in Matthew 19. And you can pull it up on your phone if you want. It's scripture that we're looking at. It's Matthew 19. There's there's just this like unique situated passage about kids in between a passage about Jesus talking to the spiritual leaders at the time, the Pharisees, and the Sadducees asking him a question about divorce. 
and the Mosaic Law about children, you know, unique and big law, is maybe you've heard this story about the rich young ruler. And so there's this man who comes up to him and says, how do I inherit eternal life? Um, and it feels like when we read this scripture, it doesn't necessarily fit. And I encourage you that Jesus, and why back at Matthew 19, and this scripture that we're looking at, it's found in different contexts in different gospels, but in three of them, three out of four. So in that way, the gospel writer is saying, this is an important part of what Jesus cares about. This is an important part of it today. Wonder, okay, why is it sandwiched in between these two sort of unique adult things coming about divorce and about how do I inherit eternal life, these complex issues? But we're going to read it and focus on it today. And I'll read it here. Matthew 19, 13. The disciples were being brought to him only to those who brought them. And Jesus said, no, let the little children come to me and do not stop them. For it is such as these that the kingdom of heaven belongs. And he put his hands on them and he went on his way. Brought to him in order that more time, since it's so short, hands on them and pray. The disciples spoke sternly to those who brought them. But Jesus said, let the little children come to me. And do not stop them, for it is such as these that the children, children, kingdom of heaven sorry, belongs. And he laid his hands on them and went on his way. Passages, because kids there, because, and, and sandwiched in between these passages, because kids have a way of teaching us things that our adult brains and bodies forget. And... To see things through the eyes of a child and to build a child is a different experience than being welcomed as an adult. And you grow up. You aren't as innocent, right? But they have ways of teaching us, and maybe we haven't even experienced things yet as kids. And, but then kids remind humility. And as I thought about sort of seeing things from a kid's perspective, I have a six, a four, and a two-year-old. And I thought about, what's a, day, what's a day in a life in my house? And I thought about how everybody is very uninhibited. They have a way of teaching us how to say it like it is. Now, sure, we could look at all the, the flip sides of these things, right? Like, oh, they just blurt things out. But the good in it is that they, kids say it how it is. Um, I love how my, my oldest shows me this, that everyone can be a friend. Same. And just imagination is just uninhibited as well. And they can imagine anything, sometimes to the point of nightmares and waking me up in the middle of the night. But that's another thing, right? They ask a million questions, right? They're curious. People naturally want to learn. There's so much more to learn. There's so just that too. And have that sort of spirit about them. Oh, just try again. You fall off your bike, you try again. I love how kids show affection. Not all the time, not on a forced agenda, but when they want to and when it's genuine. And there's from us over time, right? And so the, in this time, the disciples, I wonder what stood out to you, and you can kind of share that around your table in a few minutes here. But what stood out to me was just how adamant the disciples were about blocking, but literally blocked on a pendulum swing of, of how culture treats kids. And at this time, kids were considered property. 
They weren't real people. They were property. Like, they, they were little people who you could have work for you. And the more kids, whatever industry you were in or farming or whatever, and they were not just second-class citizens, but they were a bother. And so in this case, adults, since they were higher on sort of the, the social status realm of things, they were the ones that could go up to Jesus. But they said, don't, no, 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 don't interrupt. Jesus stops them. And he says, no. It says here, children come to me. And today, it's almost like we've swung to the other direction. And especially, remember two weeks when J.D. talked about friendship and Jesus' focus on friendship and how he encourages us to befriend people, and yet we have some of the least amount of friends, only one to two confidants, people that they can really confide in. And what's unique about that is that in the, la- in the pandemic, it's that sort of stole away the amount of time we see spending time with other people. So then we just spent that much more time with our kids. And so we have just a, a total swing in the other direction where, you know, there's a parent and almost like the things that are get celebrated on social media are all the things around children, like having a baby. There are, gen- like, when I, on Facebook, like, I don't know, gender reveal parties, like, that's like, people can spend a lot of money on that stuff. <laughs> I mean, some, like, gourmet, amazing Jesus is trying to f- tell us about children. What, what is he focusing on here? And he says... Let them come to me, because such as these that the kingdom of heaven belongs. The kingdom of heaven is meant for anyone who's in relationship with Jesus. And so that kids can teach us about a little more time with kids, whether you have kids or not. What is it that kids can teach us about the kingdom of heaven? How can we see something different through a child's eyes? And so I just want actually. <laughs> All have the opportunity. But yeah, yeah, there you go. Way to go. Now, I put this on your, on your centerpiece or table because there's something that is disarming when we get to create like a child. We can see things. From, open it up. Open up a different way. Whatever. Whatever you want to make. Because if, if a kid were here, they would have already been into it, right? And to Talk about these questions or to wonder about these questions around your table. Um, how might you be able how might you be able to learn about who God is from a child and how God loves that might be different than how you see? Is there something that literally a kid has taught you recently to sort of flip it and to say, the kingdom of heaven already belongs to these, not just the adults, but everybody. One of the cool things that I in sort of looking at this passage. One of the things that actually allowed kids to be a part of religious services or, and faith traditions, kids had to do something else. And so Christianity became this like family religion where everyone could participate, everyone could, could see and constructive. And the challenge or sort of the experiment I want to invite you into is with them. Maybe you're spending time with a kid intentionally, just Playing with them. Have you ever asked, like, let a kid lead in the play instead of being like, okay, I'm going to be watching this kid or I'm hanging out with this kid. I need to sort of facilitate. What do they want to do? What could they teach you? Uh, Jesus, guard down. Opportunity that you might have. Come on in. There's there's some more food if you guys are hoping to. Yeah, yeah. Um, If you guys ever want, I actually, one of my favorite versions of the Bible is the Jesus Storybook Bible because it, it literally has visuals through a kid's eyes because sometimes I'm like grade level um, elementary school. So I'm going to leave you with a couple questions. How might we be able to learn 
about who God is from the view of a child and what kids could you be around in the next couple weeks that you might be able to learn from someone, a kid this week, a kid, or maybe you can even be back in a few minutes. We'll give you about 10 minutes to chat about some stuff.